0: hello 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 welcome to spiritual milk my name is devon carter and i am accompanied by the amazing nicole dominguez
1: hello hello everyone i hope you all are having a beautiful day we are so excited to be here and uh, speak on the reason.
0: The reason for the season. The season for the reason. Is it reason
1: for season? This is <laughs> the center of it all. The center of the, it the, all. The, the anchor. The numero uno. The the main the main topic of really our life. Um, we are here to speak on. Welcome to the episode called the Lamb who Jesus Christ is, how we came to know Him, uh, what we have come to learn from Him, and this title specifically based on what it means to follow Him in terms of understanding that sacrifice that He did for for our kind, for us to be restored and redeemed in His blood. And hopefully I won't get emotional because every time I speak of Him, I always get emotional, but we'll see. (laughs)
0: You and me both. You and me both. Um, he's gonna power us through, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and just why Jesus? I mean, just why? Why the sacrifice? Why everything? And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful. Just it's just in a beautiful experience that I wish everyone comes to know and to just be engrossed in it just to be accompanied by it because again like nicole said just thinking about him and speaking about him just stirs up so much um in my heart and in my spirit as well but um the lamb yes the reason for it all numero uno and um nicole would you like to speak about like how jesus came into your life
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and I think the reason why we wanted to, to, to title this the lamb was to kind of like really speak on obviously who is Jesus. And this is going to be the center of the whole podcast. So we're going to be, we're going to be bringing him up a lot, but specifically the lamb, um, for me, <laughs> my, my path with Christ has been, you know, someone that I, I, I grew up Catholic and that's in very like quote unquote Catholic. Cause he wasn't like super religious. It was just very influenced. I'm from Colombia, So it's a heavily influenced Catholic country, uh, Catholic school, all that jazz. So for me, it was just someone that I had to listen to and be faithful to. And that just meant that I had to be perfect. That's kind of how my childlike mind, um, registered it. And as I grew older, You know, there was just, there there were just different parts where, um, I I essentially started getting farther and farther away from him into first being able to watch the passion of the Christ and like grow in tears. Because if you, if anyone has watched any kind of passion movies, like those always like break your heart, I really touches on, on the soul really, um, then to getting into this idea of Jesus is just the perfect human and he's just a great example for us to follow. What he did wasn't necessary. I don't know. Like that was literally my mindset. And they moved from that into when to I when I to when I went to getting into a more spiritual lifestyle, um, I saw him as a teacher or an ascended master. And my journey, like truly walking with him. I, I, my spirit got awoken by God, um, in 2018, but like many people, 2020, uh, was a really big year of spiritual transformation for me. And that's when I began to actually pay more attention to Jesus. And at that time for the two years that followed, he was just my quote unquote assigned master because I believed that there were many masters and, it all came down to me not understanding the sacrifice. Mm. Had I understood the sacrifice, I had, had it, it been taught to me in a way where I could like, really understand what it meant, um, it could have been different. But I, part of it was, yeah, not understanding that sacrifice that uh, really contributed outside of, uh, along with my sin uh, to the very diluted path that I was walking with him.
0: Yeah, 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 that understanding. Um, I have a similar story, you know, I grew up in the church, grew up Christian, in church multiple times a week, Sunday school, this, that, and the third, and I've had a lot of spiritual experiences for as long as I can remember, and very vivid dreams and visions and such since childhood, and I never understood what to do with that. And as I'm in church, I'm engaging with what's being taught, but there was just such a lack of something that like my my spirit was yearning my soul was yearning it and i just didn't understand and it's like okay i hear about christ i hear about god but what about it it was just we we spoke about him we got to worship him we got to praise him but why you know and oh he died for all Mm -hmm. of our sins okay what does that mean there's a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and not many answers and as i grew up um, having these experiences, I've always believed in God, always believed in Jesus, but it wasn't until I was 15 and I remember very vividly I had a, best way I could describe it as an outer body experience that sent me on just a whole, a whole thing. Um, it has like gnomes involved, it sounds silly, <laughs> but at that moment it left me in such a shamble, such a broken space that I was just like, I'm just done with everything spirit. I was seeing so many things, so many visions. I had no direction whatsoever. And I was like, I'm just going to just live and be lived and just kind of go and just be a good person. That was my thing. I've always wanted to be a good person. Mm-hmm. That's never changed, but like, I'm going to just chop it up. And then it wasn't until a new age spiritual life came to my doorstep which started to explain a whole lot of things. And then I learned about this ascended master Jesus. And I was like, oh yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> I've heard that guy before. <laughs> um, okay, I can get I can get behind this a little bit more. And um, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, we got God, we got Jesus, we got this whole litany of other stuff too. This is great. And um, <laughs> lo and behold, uh, just by the grace of God and just seeing how you know he's worked in my life from a time where I was just very, very, very dark. And um, the spirit of the Lord came upon me and visited me when I was in a very dark, deep space, um, contemplating suicide. And at that moment, the spirit came and just asked me simply, what are you doing? And this was about 2019. So going into 2020, towards the end of 2019. And I was just like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But looking back and reflecting on that it's like hmm i wasn't aware of what was presenting there because of the capacity of knowledge that i had from my upbringing to what was right there didn't surmise it didn't come those worlds didn't come together and uh, again by the grace of god later into this year 2022 where the call to come back to the flock was very loud and very pronounced by loud i mean the still saw voice was the only voice that I heard, and it was just nothing but clarity and peace mm-hmm. and love that washed over me, and said, "I time to come back home." And uh, that's how Christ entered my life of this year. But to know how the Lamb has just been there from time and time and never left me is just—it's it, he's too good. I, I, I just gotta, hes just too good. <laughs> it's too good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you know, going into the sacrifice and what, what does that mean? You know, I I think we'll have an episode talking a little bit more about, you know, sin and what, what sin encompasses overall sin is just whatever keeps us disconnected from God. And we know there's like a moral law that we all hold, obviously do not murder. Um, don't commit adultery. Don't take away what's of your neighbor's uh, love one another, th- those commandments and if we don't we, if we don't follow them, then we are sinning. But why are we sinning that it's because since we don't abide by them, we kind of fracture ourselves and our and our souls into experiencing a disconnect from God. And this just comes through experience, right? this just happened. Like it is, it gets literally passed down through generation and generation. If we're going to be talking about, um, you know, mental health terms, the trauma that gets passed down and the traumatic traumatic patterns that get passed down or the Pat or the teachings that we receive by example of who, uh, who raises us, that all, that all gets down to the mix. So, when I realized, because when I realized that why Jesus was called the lamb, this was when I was during my whole shebang, two weeks of repentance, <laughs> just per- recently purchased a Bible, which Nicole four years ago would have cringed at, uh, even two years ago would have cringed at, and, uh, and was just spending that time in, in like, I, I, I saw what that meant, And because of our sin in the Old Testament, what they used to do to, in a sense, clean themselves, to be able to be good, faithful servants of God, they would have to sacrifice their firstborn lambs. Um, They couldn't have any defects. Like they had to be perfect. They used to have to sacrifice these lambs into the altar um, to be forgiven of their sins, to be washed clean of their sins. And then I realized, oh my God, like I understand why Jesus is the lamb. He, God literally came in human form, lived a perfect, no defect life, still had free will to choose not to go forth because he came in as a human with that, with that same law, with that same uh, gift of free will, and yet still chose our sins and suffered in the cross. So then we could be washed clean with his blood. And when I realized that I was just bursting into tears, I was just like, how could I, how, and that was part of the repentance, right? Because me before was, oh, he is just someone who did something, a perfect human that did something that was unnecessary. I literally called this sacrifice unnecessary. And I had to repent for that. There was a lot of guilt, a lot of just pain that I there was a point in my life that I believed that, and I really just sent this grace to the beautiful gift that Jesus did for us. So, yeah, the, the whole lamb aspect, it's what keeps me really, really humbled to this day, and I hope that it continues to be humbled. It's almost like the the reminder that all followers of Christ need to be faithful to Him, to be submitted to the righteousness of God and stray away from the pride of human. Yeah. It's, it's such a beautiful space to be able to be here and see that and recognize that and humble ourselves to that. And just that to show that, you know, he changed all the faces in my perspective, but his mission never changed. He never changed. The, The law was always there. And that just comes to show it's uh how really a walk with Christ really begins with changing in perception and starting really seeing him with the eyes that he that God originally gave us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh uh, you I literally just about to say perception in the eyes, because that's that's what it is. And what I love about how Jesus came about, he is the light for the world, he is the light that's mm-hmm. gonna guide us right where we need to be how we need to be this sinless blameless man who like you know just showed just okay there's just this perfect being that you have to be perfect as well and that's that and it's like what do you mean that's that where is the guidance and because of again like the upbringing the doctrine that you know parents were shared with from their parents and their parents you know people are preaching the same thing from 1842 and Here it is in the 1900s, and things haven't necessarily changed because they haven't changed, and that got passed down just like all this different type of trauma and all this other stuff generationally, wise. And here we are in this space as literal, you know, infants and just spirits with just spiritual infants, if you will, before we get the spiritual milk from God. But we're just spiritual infants, and what comes about, what comes our way. Oh, here's a pretty light here oh, that's dangling over here. Ring, ring, ring. Like, oh, you're just kind of, you're just a baby, just like, oh, all these things. And here is this beautiful lamb that was presented to us like, hey, come, come, come spend time with this lamb. Let this lamb just be your warmth. Let this lamb be your comfort. Let this lamb be your guidance. And it wasn't again until those eyes got opened up in adulthood knowing like, wow, I can see how this sacrifice truly played out for not only my good, but for everybody's good. And what blows my mind is something I heard about a week ago. It's like, who does God love more? You or Jesus? And I was just like, uh, that's a, sounds like a trick question, right? (laughs) It's like, and then when you really sit about, think about it, like God sent his only and begotten son, to To sacrifice himself for us and our sakes, for mm-hmm. us. That amount of sin, it was not easy. That's one thing I believe there's been a lot of misconception about that crisis. Set. It was like, oh, he came in, he did the thing, you know, he was perfect. It was fine. He was still a man. He was still a man. He had every opportunity to not do it. But because he was so faithful to God, because his mind was just like his, Because he everything he did from the way that he walked to how he talked to how he was even breathing was just with God in all those ways. And it was to show us as God manifests as love in Jesus, man and flesh, his word and flesh, to be like, what I can do, you can do as well. Because he came as a servant, not as a king to be served. And when I learned that, it just... Everything, just the bells were just ringing. It was like trumpets of just yeah. victory, you know, <laughs> of just knowing like, wow, you you heard the thing. This is the thing the the man came to serve and not be served and to show us the way that I am doing things. You can as well. There is no difference because I live in you. And it's just like, oh, Jesus, you love me so much. <laughs> and then there comes that like, am I yeah. worthy? Yes. The answer is yes, because he would not have sacrificed himself and done all those things if God did not think you were worthy, because he is patient, he is Mm -hmm. merciful, he is kind, he is loving and gentle, and his hand is stretched out for you, for those who are willing, those who want to believe, and that's the other thing, because we have free will, we have free choice, just like Jesus did, and he chose to listen, Mm -hmm. he chose to obey, he chose to lovingly obey, and that's the thing. People here obey like, oh, he's giving me marching orders, and then the the human pride. It's like I don't want to be told what to do. You know, at least for me, yeah. that was it's me. A, it's, a,
1: it's a complete <laughs> trigger for the human pride. It's a, it's a complete like trigger for that it, it, for that condition. And and here's the thing. God humbled Himself down to gain victory over death to create the miracles, to be a master teacher, to be everything that Jesus was. He humbled himself down. And that's why it, that is like the number one action. You want to be like Jesus, humble down. In what areas do we need to humble down and to fully receive his word? Let us not say, you know, Jesus is in me and I'm still going to continue my own way. Is Jesus is in me. So I'm going to continue his way. I'm going to adapt his mind. You know, it's a whole process. It it is a sanctification process that I believe that I'm still in. Um, you know, I'm I'm still in. And for me, that's again, that humbling aspect. And that's why I, I mainly wanted to start the whole podcast on. This is emphasizing on, on the lamb, on Jesus, the sacrifice that he made, um, to save humanity, to reconnect us back to the father, to help us be our own temples where the Lord can dwell in and we can dwell in him. And that is the ultimate gift. And, you know, when you're talking, when you're talking about, yeah, you, you just have to follow him and follow the rules. And that, I think like a huge portion that was missed was the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the spirit that he, he got to leave behind because of it. I think it's so un- it's so not spoken about, or at least it wasn't in my upbringing. It was just like it's just an invisible spirit that's going to support me in some way, um, you know, and I, I it's it's way beyond that. Yes, it, it will support you. And then also it guides you and everything. But it, it all really comes back down to the process for years and years and years god tried to communicate with his people through different prophets through different ways and his people were still stubborn and we we co-created with god essentially to to lead to the point of you know receiving the gift of the messiah of jesus of the savior of humanity to come down humble himself a divine being humble himself down to be a human experience the human, exp- the human experience live it have those emotions have those doubts have those challenges and then yeah and then still choose to die for us um in that chapter of, of i think it's just luke and there's another um gospel that speaks to it but when it was when Jesus was praying to take this cup of suffering and God was like or but let it be your will like he was still just so humbled down and I feel like that's the number one thing it's like Jesus is in me and I humble myself down to receive that because if I'm not humbled down then I'm not with him because he taught me to be a servant and if I'm not a servant then I'm thinking I'm beyond that and that's when Things get very slippery, and our ego can just really interact and um, try to make its way with the label Jesus on it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm out here living that JC life, and then your reflection of that. And what it, It's all a reflection because Jesus mm-hmm. is God and manifests as man. He's a reflection of God, and then like you just said, he lives in us, so we reflect back. His image, you know, because we're glorifying him and what we're doing. And it takes us out of the I to the us. And what's that us? Mm-hmm. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It brings us into this beautiful trinity that is everywhere. And when we get out of the I and look at the us, we get out of the I and we look at service. We get out of the eye, we look at not only our hearts, but the hearts of others. You know, Jesus is like, mm-hmm. you know, why are we not taking care of the widows and the, and the fatherless? You know, why aren't we doing the, what it's? He came here to lovingly um, reprove us, lovingly just teach mm-hmm. us a new, not teach us anything new, but actually em, uh, embody what was Rewindous. being taught. You know, the Pharisees yeah. and such, these men of um, uh,
1: these scholars,
0: basically, or what the Pharisees were. For anyone that's not familiar and these scholarly men who spent their whole lives dedicated to the word of God, you know, the actual tablets and such, but yet they themselves were not embodying who Christ was. And what I love about the Bible is how Jesus has been mentioned from the very beginning up until the Gospels. And through his mentioning, it's been told that, you know, he will come here exactly what people are looking for, but he will not be received the way that he should be received. He will be cast out from mm-hmm. the ones that were closest to him. So Jesus came here and he went out and he's like, I'm just going to talk to the people without all these extra filters and such. People who will actually hearken to a word because they want to, not because they have to, because they want to. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's all about a choice because we all have a choice. And he calls us, we don't call him, but we choose in our hearts to follow him though. And that's when you look, he's looking, he's searching our hearts and to know, hey, this person wants to follow me. I'm gonna call out and reach out to them and just extend my loving hand upon them. And it's just the image of just Jesus being the light of the world. I can't get that from my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts in John. Uh, the very the very first chapter of John, actually. Um, may I read it? Can I read it for everybody of if that's course. all right? If you don't mind, I'm going to do a little 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 read-a-read. Um, John 1. John chapter 1. The Gospel of John. I'm reading from KJV people. Um, I love that old English. <laughs> so, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and light in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not so it's like when i read that to know that the word jesus was there from the very beginning and god had this beautiful plan to save his beautiful creation, us men, that he created on the sixth day. That love just surpasses our comprehension as people. But when we step out from the invitation as not people anymore, but spirits reborn with Christ, to know that while this love here from this lamb that was set up and positioned for us from the very beginning to light our way, to open our eyes to a true light because we've been living in darkness. And that's what those, those first five Mm -hmm. verses are saying we're living in, we were living in darkness and he came to be the light of men. And it's just chef kisses.
1: Yeah. So what would you say? You said that, um, Jesus calls on, on his people. So how would you know if he called on you? What do you think about that question?
0: Knowing I'm going to speak from my own experience. Um, Again, I have been lukewarm with God and Jesus for far too long, um, basically my whole life up until this past year. And the call is something that it's, it's hearing a voice that is so familiar, even if you can't pinpoint where it's coming from. And that call comes about in different ways, different signs, different wonders. Um, the call is something that has not only it's, it's an audible experience for you, for your, for your soul, for your spirit, but it's something that you, again, from life, as life being one of the best teachers for our experience, that you go through. And as you're into something that you thought you were called to do, and then your whole world becomes rearranged. I feel the call from Christ is something that changes your world when you actually want to pick up the phone. It's like getting a call from some, something, and there's no caller ID, but you're like, I feel like I should pick this up. I feel like I should pick up this call. I know I don't know who it is, but something in me. And that's the thing. There's something in you because, as the Bible says, deep calleth unto the deep. He is the depths of depths. And because there is a deep side of you that is yearning something from your unfulfillment, from lack of joy, Mm -hmm. from suffering, from pain, from your fragmentation of your soul and from your soul from just different experiences in life. That is calling out, whether it was consciously or unconsciously. And because he is always listening and he heard your cry, he's going to call out to you and let you know, hey, I have a solution, I have a way. And Jesus is a straight, narrow path. And the world is a large Mm -hmm. gate, broad gate, of different avenues and such and you're like wow i can go here and i can go here jesus's invitation is like i see that but come this way come follow this path right here it is just it is right this is the call this (laughs) is the path that he's going to have you on where there is clarity where there is peace where there is comfort that you follow this path that's part of the call from my experience. And that's the best way I can articulate it from somebody else. It's something that kind of itches at you. It kind of pokes at you. Um, it comes about in different ways from different people, how loud or how soft it is. But it's something that you have been yearning so deeply. And so he have heard, he's heard you and he's calling out and, and sending that back out. It's like shouting into a cave. Hello, hello, hello. And then you get an answer back. And you're like, Whoa. I didn't expect yes. that. And it's not your voice. It's not your voice. Like, hello,
1: hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, all that to say, I, I from what I grasp from what you were saying is that the call happens. It could happen when, when you're quote unquote broken, when there's emptiness, where you hear there's that deeper tether to go into something greater you know, because I'm here just thinking of anyone. You and I had a Christian background. Um, I know not many, not everyone did. So it's like if there's curiosity in it, it's when you start listening and kind of choosing to get more curious about your purpose and your mission, understanding that you're part of something greater. And as you're going through that path or even mourning and griefing in that and asking for help. You may also hear that call, you know, it it may already be within you to, to go through that experience, to, to search for him, um, to search for that light, to search for the true light, the light of the world, the one that, like you said, opens our ears and opens our eyes for us to see clearly and walk that narrow path, that Again, humans—the human mind doesn't like that. At least I didn't. I like the white path. I like. The, I like to be able to like pick all the shiny things along the way. But here's the thing: it's that to be in Christ is to choose Him, to have a relationship with Him. He gave us the gift to have a relationship with Him. He gave us the gift to not have to go to a temple to connect with God. He gave us the gift for us to sanctify and change our own temple, organize our temple for him to dwell in it. And, you know, that's, that's when you start what's coming up for me. It's like, even if you have been raised a Christian and you have been, you're just believing in Jesus because of the indoctrination portion of it, but you actually haven't had that encounter. Yes. He's with you. And also he wants more. God wants more for us. God wants us to really step into our purpose and really walk in him and not in the world. Um choosing him over the culture. And by by what I mean with that is choosing what he's teaching you through the word over what the world is telling you around you. And that's that that's the gift that Jesus is. He is For me, it's kind of like, you know, we have different parts. And, you know, that the the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, God, and the Father, and Jesus, quote-unquote God. They're different parts of God. And for me, it was like today, I was like thinking about today's episode. It's like Jesus is like the heart of God. And that's literally why he came down to do what he did. And, you know... um, it's just a beautiful thing. He, he, We're worthy because he's worthy. We're worthy when we're in him because he's worthy, because through him, we are worthy. Because that's when we like there's the human, the human brain, a lot of human, at least society has this feeling of not being enough or not being worthy enough or attaching things to their worth. And when you attach Jesus to your worth, like it's exponentially just fulfilled, and that that's kind of like, yes, I'm not worthy. I'm broken. Like I chose, for example, again, using my example, I completely like disrespected the sacrifice in my mind, etc. I'm not worthy, but yet God tells me, Well, I still love you just the same. So obviously, you are worthy of my love. There's nothing more or less that you have to do to be worthy of my love because I sent my only son. And That is the number one reminder. It's, you know, just to kind of summarize, it's understanding the sacrifice, understanding that the amount of love that had to take and the amount of discipline that it had to take for Jesus to go through what he did for our sins, for us to be reconnected to the Father, and understanding that there's nothing that we had to do to deserve it. We didn't do anything to deserve it.
0: relationship.
1: And staying reminded of those things, yeah, keeps us humbled to receive more of him, to be raised by him, to you know, I I every day I try to start my day saying at your feet, that's where I'm at my highest. Because from that I'm being I'm being poured in from you. Like you're pouring into me where I'm at your feet. So yeah, we love Jesus. <laughs>
0: if you couldn't tell so far. Um, yeah, it's the relationship. For me, it was the relationship aspect that just cemented. And it was, again, the built upon foundation that I just love. When I learned mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not religion, it's relationship. My entire world shifted.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed our little conversation about the worthy lamb, the lamb of God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who we love and are so 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 honored to serve and be comforted by and be guided by each and every day. We hope that this podcast, this episode, has inspired you to dig a little bit deeper, to humble yourself a little bit more, to pick up that John chapter one scripture to to just learn more about Him and really be imagine imagine it. I think that's a be- the beautiful beautiful scripture. Um, for for you to imagine and see what that would look like in your your, uh, mind's eye. Well, everyone, take care, stay safe, and until the next one.
0: Thank you very much. Have a beautiful rest of your day and for tuning into Spiritual Milk.